0: Please be advised, nothing in this podcast should be taken as therapy, medical care, or mental health care advice. Topics discussed by the host and guests reflect their own personal experiences and are not intended to replace the services of medical or mental health professionals. And please know, if you are having any thoughts of self-harm or taking your own life, please call or text 988 help is 24-7. Welcome to another episode of We All Have Something. Today's episode was not planned. Today's episode is literally a response that I have to an email I received last night. And so the episode I was planning on doing for this particular episode, well, it it is going to be pushed back. But that's okay, because now it means I just have another one already planned. This one's not complete improv, but it's a lesson that I think is important, that if you don't know about this, well, you need to. And if you do know about it, Please remember to share your knowledge on this topic with other people. Let's hit that intro. I'm Rick Schwartz, life coach, public speaker, and all-around curious guy. My curiosity, my life, and the lives of the many people I have worked with have taught me time and time again that there are challenges to overcome and successes to celebrate. You're listening to We All Have Something, a podcast about the human experience, a podcast about celebrating our authentic self. So let's get started. Like I mentioned at the opening of this episode, this is not a planned uh, episode, but it's something I want to talk to you about, something I think is very important, and I was reminded of it just from an email I received last night. Yesterday, I was wrapping up my day, a very long, very mentally taxing day at work, a lot of different projects going on, a lot of different things, pulling me different directions, a lot of communications, just a lot of energy spent. And as I'm walking from work to my car, I pull out my personal cell phone. I flip open my email because I was hoping to get some replies from some emails I had sent out before the weekend. And so this was this is Monday that I got this email. Today's Tuesday, I'm recording this. And there was this email. It was really odd. There was this email that was very clear. Very, It wasn't spam. It looked, you know, full name of the person who was sending it to me. The full name in the email address looked completely legitimate. The website, which it is coming from, it's looked very legitimate as well. No misspellings, no weird things about it. And it says, dear, it says my name. Your balance of $809.95 with a PayPal account is past due. This account has been placed with Unifin Inc. for collections. If you can't pay in full, we can help you resolve this. We have many flexible options. You can even negotiate a discount online, talk to an agent using our special You Offer feature. Click here, hyperlink under here or for here with your Unifin reference number and it gives a number or give us a call and it gives a, an 888 number. Uh, we would like to help you no matter what your current financial situation is. Sincerely, person's name. Then there's a logo that looks very professional. Looks like the actual logo uh, for a company. Then below it says Unifin Inc. Gives a number, again, same 888 number, and the email address for the person who reached out to me, again, looks very clear. And then down below at the very, very bottom, in small print, it says unsubscribe. Well, if this is an actual solicitation to get things right for an account that's past due, why would I, why would there be a subscription option? This took me off guard. As I was walking, it also raised my blood pressure and threw me into a bout of of small anxiety that could have easily escalated. And the reason being, let me give you some history. About nine or 10 years ago, I was a victim of identity theft and fraud. And I spent weeks weeks working to get my name cleared to get my finances cleared to lock everything down and make sure nothing else was stolen I mean I had they had taken over a credit card of mine uh, not any nothing changed shy of uh, they started making charges on it uh, they opened up a, a Verizon account they opened up a few other accounts uh, they did some credit thing at Walmart so overall amount of money probably under easily under five thousand dollars but that wasn't the concern. The concern was all my personal information, social security, everything is out there now in the black market for sale. I hired a detective and worked with them quite a bit on this. I had to close down a lot of my social media accounts at the time to really make sure there was no opportunity for someone to figure things out even further it was really just an entire process of constantly on the phone, arguing with people that it wasn't me that did this, trying to prove it, having to prove it, filing forms, more phone call conversations, working again with a detective. The amount of time I sunk into it was more valuable than the probably four to $5,000 that was out there being spent that wasn't my responsibility that was due to fraud. Then the process thereafter, once your information's out there, I found out, you have to stay on top of it. It becomes a part-time job to stay on top of monitoring not only your credit and fraud concerns, but then making sure you every three months you go in and do a lock on your account. So if anyone's trying to open up an account, the company that they're trying to open the account with has to call you and get verification that it's you. Interestingly enough, that system does work. I got several calls across the next couple of years from people saying, hey, are you trying to open an account with? enter whatever random name of, of place. Unfortunately, because everything is so digital now, accounts can be opened in your name very easily. There seems to be very little screening to make sure it's actually you. If they have the right information, a simple couple of clicks away, now there's an account under your name with your social security. Maybe the address is different. Maybe they used a PO box instead so you don't figure out what's going on. But if, if you never check your credit report, you would never know this is going on until you get an email like this one that I received from a collection agency. Now, here's the thing that I did learn. Because this email created an emotional response. Of course, I'm like, hey, that's not true. I do not have an account with PayPal. There's no account that's outstanding for $809.95. I'm very diligent staying on top of my finances. I know every account I have. I know how much there is or is not in a balance, and I know when it's going to get paid, etc., etc. So this I knew was one of two things. It was either someone reaching out to me fraudulently trying to then fish me, get me to click on something to then get more information from me, Or somebody, most likely, this is the case, open up an account in my name and now I have to deal with all this fraud again and go down this process of spending countless hours putting all the pieces back together, removing this from my credit report and getting my responsibility removed to this account that is not mine. But because it was the end of a very long day, I had to drive home, I had to do things with my family, I wanted to do things with my family, dinner, homework, getting ready for bed, all this stuff all the stuff you have to do after a very busy day. And I know, because of dealing with this before, that if I sat down and tried to figure this out, it's going to take several hours. So I waited, and it stewed in the back of my mind that it was there. But I waited and dealt with it Tuesday morning. I sat down again, looked at the email very carefully. Is this fraud? And I'm looking through it all, and I do a Google search on the company that this is supposed to be from. The website for the company that this is supposed to be from is different than the website where the email is coming from. Now, it's quite possible. It's just different division. But having worked for large corporations in the past, having dealt with large corporations in the past, I didn't think, it didn't sit right, that the company Unifin Inc. has one web address, but the email is coming from a different version. It was a a different not different spelling, but it was the name of the company and then cares.com. So then I'm like, all right, let's reverse engineer this. I'm going to go back and research that web address that the email is coming from doesn't exist. Not even a redirect back to the main website. So there's my first indication this might be fraud. Then I go and pull, I, I put a stop on doing anything else. I don't click on any links from this email because I don't need to get, down that rabbit hole or download something, you know, this is also their thing where they can download, it ends up downloading behind the screen, some sort of malware that then scrapes your information that way. So I then go and pull a credit report on myself, which you can do. Usually a first one is free. If you haven't done it before, if you have to pay for it, let me tell you, if you're looking at possibly dealing with fraud, it's worth whatever couple dollars you have to, to pay. Going through my credit report, I can see all the accounts that I have opened, when they were opened, when the requests came through, all of that. All my accounts that are active, not a single PayPal account, not even a request from PayPal to open an account, nothing with a balance of eight hundred nine dollars and ninety-five cents. So this person, who sent me this email, has the right email address and first and last name. But going through my credit report, there's three different companies do credit reports. I did all three. Nowhere is this showing up. as as on me, my responsibility. So it's not attached to my personal information. Then I go to my PayPal account that this email is attached to, not through this email, but as in the email came and to this email address, I have a PayPal account attached to this email address that I use to sometimes pay people who need to get paid through PayPal. I don't use it for anything else. I go through everything and nowhere is $809.95 mentioned. There's no PayPal account with that balance on it. And even then, PayPal is a a money exchange website. Now, through PayPal, you can get a credit card or a debit card where you can use PayPal as a bank, essentially. I don't have any of those. And I double-checked through the whole system. Nothing in my name, nothing there at all on PayPal. Coming back to this email, after doing all of that work, which albeit was time consumption, so I lost some time, But the reality is, if I had not gone through all the credit fraud before in the past, I would not have had the knowledge to first, before clicking on anything or following through or making any phone calls, double-check my credit report, double-check PayPal, where they say this is from, before clicking on anything. And here's the thing. Once I went through and did all my homework and saw that there was no account that I could find associated with me and that amount of money and PayPal, both on PayPal's website and the credit report, I went back to the email and looked more carefully. And that's when I really started to see, okay, down at the very bottom of small print, there's also an unsubscribe. If a collection agency is trying to get money from you for a debt that, that you've incurred or somebody's used your name illegally, there shouldn't be an unsubscribe. My instincts at first, when I first saw this email, was like, ah, uh, somebody has opened an account under my name again. My information is still out there. The deputy even, or the detective even told me this. It stays out there forever. It's going to be an ongoing issue for you the rest of your life. What a hassle. Caused stress. Caused anxiety. The emotions were triggered, but I didn't make a move until I had clear heads the next morning and utilized what I knew to first do some homework before responding to this. Now, I'm not going to respond to this email. I'm not going to make a phone call. I'm not going to click here as, as this person's hoping I do. Because there's nothing about this that shows me I am responsible for it or that it's even legitimate. One of two things is going to happen. Either I, you know, if I, if I do click on something or call, it's a phishing scam where they're going to try and extract my personal information to, you know, oh, well, well, let me see. What's your social security? Oh, where, what's is this your home address? You know, all of a sudden they get this information from you and now they can commit fraud. Under the guise of they're trying to help you by finding, oh, wow, this is weird. You say there's not an account with this amount of money. We need all this information to verify it's you. That's one way they can go about doing it. The other part is I click on something and it you know, downloads malware and scrapes my computer information or whatever it may be. But none of these things seem to add up, especially when I looked, like I said earlier, at the website that the email came from. When I look at the website that email came from versus the website itself, and the fact that the website that the email came from doesn't redirect to the main company, another red flag that this is not legit. And again, had I not gone through all this fraud, this is this is a really good email. This is this looks very legitimate on so many levels. No misspellings. No, you know, sometimes you get those weird fraudulent phishing emails. It just seems a little off. Nothing like that. Looks very clean, very crisp. First name, last name, everything spelled right. Looks legit. So I was compelled to put this episode together for you. If you have not gone through fraud before, where you had identity theft or anything else, as someone who's been through it, and this is now resurfaced again because of this email and, and just everything about it seems so legit, this is what I want you to know, is you, you need to take financial responsibility. And that ties into the bigger picture of financial stress is big right now. We're all dealing with inflation. We're all dealing with job cutbacks, budget cuts, everything else. Cost of living has gone through the roof on so many levels. Groceries, gasoline, housing, all of it. I mean, right now, I'll be honest with you. you know, I live in San Diego. If I did not already have a place to live, I couldn't afford to live here. There's no way. The cost currently versus my income? No way. No way. The financial stress that we're all experiencing is only compounded and aggravated further by deceit, by identity theft, by financial fraud when it's occurring to us especially or our family members. If you don't know about this, I encourage you to educate yourself. I am not I am not a financial advisor, but I have been through <laughs> I have been through the fire with this stuff. So I'm telling you right now, if you have not pulled your own credit report in the last 6 months, last 12 months, God forbid, even longer than that, please do it now. You need to know what's on there. You need to know what accounts are listed. Some of them may be accurate accounts you used to have with inaccurate information, which you can request to fix. There might be inaccurate information about your whereabouts as far as your address or your employer, current employer, employees, or current employer or what you're doing for work, any of that stuff. You've got to go in there and stay on top of it. Make sure it's clean and clear. I would honestly, and I get no kickback from this whatsoever, I would honestly say there's value in joining up something like Experian, which I know it's it's ridiculous, Experian is a credit report company who's caused an environment financially where you have to now pay them to make sure your stuff is secure, but... I will say this, the value in doing that, even for a couple months, because I think it's like a monthly subscription where you can have access to everything and you can ask for a credit lock and all of that stuff. Having gone through what I've gone through, the value in making sure you are aware of what's on your credit report and what access people have to it and what you have access to is very important. Even, you know, this is something that we do when we're looking to buy a car or we're looking to buy a house. We'll get in there and be like, oh, where's my credit score? How am I doing? You know, what can I do to make adjustments? I cannot express enough to you how important it is to stay on top of this every year, if not twice a year. Because somebody, if they get a hold of your information, can open up an account without you knowing it until all of a sudden a collection agency is reaching out to you, holding you responsible. You have to prove it wasn't you. You have to prove that it's not your responsibility to pay that amount. Now, in all fairness, a lot of these scammers and a lot of this fraud is only for uh, a few hundred dollars because anything, I think, between five and $800 usually flies under the radar, doesn't raise many red flags. So it's a small amount that's usually easily approved and the scammer can get away with getting a cell phone or whatever they might use the money for and then moving on to the next victim and the next thing and the next thing. Essentially, it comes to this, I am asking you to save yourself some time in the long run by spending a little time right now checking on your financial records, checking on your credit history. The other side of this too, when we talk about financial stress, if you are already incredibly stressed because you've got debt coming out of your ears and you can't see anywhere in the future of you getting out of debt, let's talk about that. Let's talk about your relationship with your finances and how we might be able to get you out of debt. Now, I'm a certified Green Gap coach, meaning I am certified through ULA's Green Gap program, which teaches us a very simple but so important step-by-step way to budget yourself so you may have money to pay your bills, money to pay down debt, and a little bit of money to play with. So often these get-out-of-debt programs, it's a scorched-earth program in the sense of like, you pay your bills, you eat dirt. And then everything else goes to debt. And you eat dirt for the next six years till you're out of debt. And that's very hard for us. As humans, we already have habits and behaviors in place. We have certain relationships with finance that makes it very, very challenging to go full cold turkey where you're doing that scorch earth plan where you are spending as little money as possible and everything else goes to pay down debt and you have nothing, no money at all to do anything with. No no fun money at all. That's hard to live like that. Not impossible, but it's hard. You know, you hear these success stories of people paying off hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, and now they're financially free. And you look at that and go, well, you must have been making a lot of money to pay down that much in just a few months. Don't look at other people's situations. Let's look at yours. Let's talk about your financial situation and how we can make this work for you so you can get out from under that debt. It is so empowering to not have that over your head. I know, having gone through a period in my life where debt took over everything, where every dollar I made was already pre-promised to pay somebody I was in debt to. Whether it was a credit card or a car payment, whatever it may be, every single penny I made was already promised to somebody else. There was no future financially for me that I could see otherwise, because it felt like I was constantly just running in circles on that. Eventually, though, I did get to the point of being out of debt. I got to the point where I could experience every dollar, every penny I made was mine to decide what to do with, to set into savings, to save for a trip, to buy something for myself that I wanted, not just because I needed it, but I wanted it. And then come out the other side of that experience, not going, okay, now I've got to figure out how to pay this off. It's already paid for. Life changes. Life might put you into debt because of a medical issue Life might put you into debt because of some other experience that occurred outside your power, whether it was a layoff or anything else that might come up. But debt can also occur from behavior and our our spending habits. It doesn't matter how you got there. Okay, If we look at how you got there and point to that going, but, 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 then we get stuck looking back and spending time and energy on what has already happened. The Green Gap program that I'm a coach for, it's a three-week program. It's very simple, very direct, gives you all the things you need, worksheets and everything, videos to watch and all that to set you on the path of taking control of your finances. And this is so important, especially now that we're all dealing with the challenges of the inflation and everything else. I know it's hard. I know it's really hard sometimes to even look at it. Many of us we would we get bills and and we just you know if it 's digital, then we don 't even look at it we don't bother to open. we just have it on auto pay, and hopefully it doesn 't get to the point where it, it maxes out. Others maybe you do get it in the mail still, and those envelopes are sitting there staring at you you know you know you have that debt, but you don't even acknowledge it you pay the minimum and walk away i don 't even want to look at the total amount. The problem is is all you 're doing is you 're pushing back all that you owe to your future self, and yes, we have a a bias already in our system that doesn't allow us to recognize our future self as being us, so we don't feel responsible for that. But trust me when I say getting yourself out of debt is a level of freedom emotionally and financially that you really should be living in. I share this all with you again because I know the importance of A, being financially free, and B, the burden of heavy debt, the burden of fraud, the burden of identity theft. There are a lot of different avenues out there for you to start tackling these things. And I implore you, start doing it. Whether you talk to me about the green gap and getting coaching through that for the three-week program, or you go a different route, doesn't matter to me. I'm happy to help you from what I know and what I can coach you through. But what I really want is for you to have some security financially. So if there's another route you can go to take care of this, please do. I mentioned Experian again. I have no connection to them. This is not a, a, a anything about them. There's other companies. That's just who I chose to use because it was convenient in the process that I was already going through when I was dealing with identity theft and fraud. There are other companies and organizations out there. Maybe your bank offers something. Maybe the credit card company you work with already offers something when it comes to checking out your credit score and identity theft. I cannot encourage you enough to get that button down, to check that out, to make sure it's safe and secure for you and your future. And then let's talk about getting out of debt. Start saving some money for your future so you can get to the point where the money you make is yours to decide what you're going to do with. So you can actually go on a trip. So you can buy something without the remorse on the backside going, well, how am I going to pay that off? Because it's already paid for and you still have money in the bank. That's the life to live. That's the life to lead. Again, this episode wasn't planned as being a financial security. I had no outline. I just wanted to hop on here and talk to you about my experience because I think it's important. I think there's value to this. And when it comes to this podcast, we all have something in the desire to live a life that we all can be proud of and excited for and that we're going to work through stuff good and bad, That, that financial freedom is part of that, that identity theft and financial fraud and dealing with the crap that we have to, in this world we live in now, this is something that can disrupt our lives tremendously. And this is something that we can gain control over, that we can take steps ahead of time to prevent from getting too out of control. So don't wait for that call or that email from someone telling you there's an account out there that you owe money on that you never opened. Get in there now. Get in there now and take care of it. Lock things down. Make sure it's secure. Keep an eye on it so you don't have to deal with what I had to deal with many, many years ago and got triggered on it again from what's most likely a fraudulent email. And like I said at the beginning of this, if this is information that you already knew, feel free to share this, please. Share this with somebody in your life. You don't have to share this episode even if you don't want to. Just talk to them about this. This is important. If you want to share this episode, I, I would appreciate it. Sharing these episodes is how we have grown so much over the last couple of years. Uh, this this podcast now reaches around the world, has actually, since season two, uh, listeners in Europe and Asia and Australia, even a couple of listeners in Africa. Thanks, everyone over there. Appreciate it. And if you haven't subscribed already, please do. New episodes coming out every Wednesday. If you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, you'll usually get a notification that a new episode is out. Or if you look at your library, you know, it'll be there for you to to listen to whenever you want to every Wednesday. So with that said, also, if anything I said here is of interest to you, you want to talk more, go to my website, CoachRickSchwartz.com. If you want to talk about Green Gap or any other coaching, I am here for you. When you go to my website, again, CoachRickSchwartz.com, links are down below. You're going to want to find the discovery call. Click on that, schedule a 30-minute discovery call. It's a free Zoom conversation between you and I. We talk about what's going on in your life, what my coaching has to offer, and if we both agree, and that's important, we both have to agree that this is a good fit, we'll move forward as coaching client and talk about what we need to talk about, uh, the different programs I offer, et cetera. And again, Green Gap is one of them in the financial coaching. It's a three-week program, and it is really, really good. I, I went through it first myself, and now I coach it. I got certified to coach it. It's great stuff. You can also find me on social media, links again down below, primarily active on Instagram and Facebook, but you can find me to other places. Just search for Coach Rick Schwartz wherever you have your social media, and I'll be happy to connect with you there as well. Always a good time messaging back and forth, leaving comments, fun, uplifting videos, and things to think about there as well. All right. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. Have a good one, everybody.